Hey, my name is Elisa Kay, and I'm here to teach you how to rise above the noise and say yes to owning an unforgettable, impact-making business. On this podcast, you'll learn how to harness the power of your unique story and use magnetic marketing tools so that you can confidently own your place in your industry. Get ready to transform your marketing to reach more people and finally feel authentically you online. It's time to grow your business with purpose. This is the Own Your Message podcast. Hey, my name is Elisa Kay, and you're about to learn the new way that coaches are building thriving businesses online by rising out from the shadows, owning who they are, and finally understanding the business of coaching. Get ready, because this is where we shed the old age thinking of coaches everywhere and say yes to owning a happy, healthy business that not only impacts people everywhere, but gives you the freedom to do what you want, when you want. This is the Modern Coach Podcast. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the podcast. It has been a minute. It has been a minute, and I am, first of all, so very grateful that you're tuning in to to talk to me about, you know, and to listen about boundaries and family time and Christmas. And I am so grateful that I have this avenue to be able to be the voice in your ear as you go into this somewhat a crazy time, right? Uh, But before we get into boundaries, I wanted to give you a very quick rundown of what's been going on. I will be recording a longer episode after this one. I'm batching them, if you're, in case you're wondering. This one is a very, very special episode though, because I am giving you behind the scenes, basically, conversation that I've had with my soulmate client accelerator students. And the recording of this podcast is literally that call. It's me doing the the first sort of teaching bit, if you like, or the discussion bit inside of SCA before we got into the Q&A portion of the call. But I wanted to to give you sort of a little bit of an update to tell you where I've been the last few weeks and why there hasn't been a podcast in basically in the last few weeks. And Honestly, it actually started intentionally. So I knew I was going to take a bit of an intentional break from content creation. We launched the Soulmate Client Accelerator. We did a magnificent three-part series. And we had so much, honestly, like the most amount of positive feedback that I've ever done on an online training series. And, you know, we had great emails and letters and people sending me voice notes about all the hard moments that they had. And it was just really heartwarming. And I think that whenever you create something really great it's always good to give yourself that like downtime to integrate the lessons to go forth and then do the next thing and for me the next thing there was definitely teaching inside of the soulmate client accelerator it was changing up the q a calls like the coaching container accelerator weeks and i knew i was going to focus fully on that And I actually pre-batched introductions to some pre-recorded content for for you guys for the podcast. And then something interesting happened. I feel like when you are stepping closer to the path of your purpose, when you are stepping closer to who you were always meant to be, and when you are in the energy of expansion, things tend to... I mean, for me, things tend to start to go wrong. Like, I am a control freak. <laughs> this would be the best the best way of, of uh, putting that. In that, I like, I like to be in control. I think like most business owners, I like to be... I like to know what, what things are happening where. But I knew that for me to be able to step into this bigger vision and to 
almost create the boundaries in you for whatever this new vision would be it needed I needed to have space and I needed to you know my, my coach called it a shamanic death and I feel like what I've been doing since the end of July is like grieving this old business and grieving this old person who I used to be and grieving the the girl who just started started the business because she yeah she wanted to help people but more so than that she was just like I just want to pay my bills and I want to be able to get out of this survival mode that I was in for a long long time so I think it's been an interesting few months and I'm going to be talking a lot more about that expansion process what's happened the team that we have behind the scenes and just the vision really of of how to rewrite your story and how to be the person who you were always meant to be and that is really what I've been doing the last you know six seven weeks is going through this process of renewal rebirth of and you know it feels like it's been way longer than six seven weeks by the way it feels like it's been forever but it hasn't been it's, it's been only been a short time and I think when you see those memes at the end of the year or the quotes that like you underestimate or you overestimate what you can do in a year but you underestimate what you can do in five years like you know that, that quote I always sort of smirk at it because we usually measure our progress in the company in 90 day intervals so we have four quarters in the year and we look at how much growth has been achieved and I feel like this juncture and and the reason I had to take a conscious break from creating content was to really integrate the lessons of what I've learned this year integrate the lessons of what is the community that I've wanted to build and by the way just so that you know this question I have been sitting with for the last since I started my business basically like my original Facebook group went through so many different name changes oh my god <laughs> so I was like one of the I was like one of the Kardashians trying to name a baby you know like 50 names later and we're still not really sure as to whether the name is correct or, or great or is the right one and I think a lot of entrepreneurs like me and if you're anything like me then we often make ourselves wrong for wanting to change our mind but how can we know for sure what the vision what the what the purpose what the thing is when we're just starting out most of us don't really have that much clarity at that beginning stage and that's okay and I wish that someone had sat me down and was like you know what Elisa it's okay for you to not know yet it's okay for you to take that next step and know that it's going to take you closer and closer to the vision and I feel like this juncture and as I'm recording this intro and I'm going to be recording a few other podcasts for you as we go into the new year I really feel so much more clarity and so much more peace with the decisions that I've been making and even though it's not quote-unquote perfect and it's not even a sure thing yet and it's not it's not defined in a spreadsheet (laughs) silly as that sounds that's okay because I know I'm taking the next best step and I really want you to understand that you having boundaries and you having that clarity and you feeling a certain way like December it for me has always been a really great mirror as to what do I need to let go of what are the things that I'm unhappy with? What are the things that I'm still beating myself up for? And how can I let them go? And I mean, I, I'm going to talk to you a little bit deeper about this as I did with the, you know, with the SDA students um, at the beginning of this week. But for me, the clarity on my boundaries of what needs to happen and when became so much easier to implement when I actually knew what I wanted. When I was like, you know what, this is what I want. 
And it's okay if I'm not clear about what that will look like in a year or two or three or five. This is what I want for this season. So if you were a little bit like I was at the beginning of the year where I didn't really know what I wanted, I didn't really fully know who I was or even who I wanted like the, the niche to be, right? Like I have had an idea, but I wasn't really sure as to whether the product suite was right and whether like it was just sort of, it felt like this year has been the best in terms of like finances and the best in terms of professional growth and the best in terms of building the community but the worst personally in that you know I've just gone through quite a traumatic thing with the war in Ukraine I have been volunteering and helping and doing a bunch of other things behind the scenes that on like a personal and emotional level it's taken me a lot of like self-development growth help from my mentors and and, you know professionals etc to get me to a place of like neutrality with a lot of with a lot of the things so I think that when we tend to because we're talking about boundaries in this episode when we tend to let other people cross our boundaries or when we are not allowing ourselves to upkeep our own boundaries is because we are out of balance it's because we haven't figured out a way to make ourselves the number one priority and that's what I want you to understand is that if you don't enforce your own boundaries how are you ever going to expect other people to enforce them and I know that boundaries can be such a triggering thing for so many people because if you're like me again you're like you're probably an overgiver and you know, you, you, you entered this this space because you wanted to be of service and that's such a normal thing. And most of my, my clients and my audience are in that space. Like we want to help people. We, we, we are the people that get called at 2am because someone's stranded or they need a favor or whatever. And I think that's a good thing. Like I, I want my friends and family to be able to rely on me and to know that I will do whatever I can to help them out. That isn't a bad thing necessarily, but it is a bad thing when you are compromising who you are, what you believe in, and your own self to accommodate other people. We don't ever, ever, ever want to do that. So sure, I will get up at, you know, whatever, 2am and I will drive someone to the airport if there is no other option, or I will pay them for a taxi, you know? (laughs) Like there's always a way for people to not cross your boundaries. And that doesn't necessarily have to be money, it can be something else. But I think that when we talk about boundaries and family time and all of the things that I discussed in the, in this specific episode, which by the way, I'm not sure whether, whether I've, I've mentioned this. So this episode is actually a very special one because it is a an extract from our final Q&A call, coaching call from the Soulmate Client Accelerator. And I have cut it so that you can hear the beginning bit, essentially like the, the bit where I sort of talk about boundaries and how I view them and the shifts that I've made this year and I have cut off the Q&A portion because it is obviously personal and and the people in in the program deserve to have that space but I thought it was a really great discussion and I really wanted to share it with you from a here is what I really believe here is what's worked for me perspective so that you too can start to think about okay well if something is triggering me this week or if I am you know unhappy with something why is that happening and how can I how can I shift out of that energy? Because I promise you, as someone who was an overgiver and a people pleaser and a perfectionist and all of the other things that we as women tend to be, it's okay to have those qualities because I think a lot of them make us feminine and, and a lot of them make us, you know, like if you want to be a giver, that's a that's a pretty normal place to be 
if you are a nurturer or if you have kids, like you want to give them love or if you have clients, you want to give them the attention and the care that they deserve. It's when it's out of balance where it becomes a problem. So if you have been feeling out of balance this year or this Christmas or this week or even this year, then please, 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 first of all, put your oxygen mask on first. Take care of yourself. And remember that, you know, Christmas might be a really fun time for you. It might be a tough time. No matter what happens, you have to put you first. Whatever that looks like for you. Whether that's saying bye to family members early. Whether that's leaving a family friend's house early. Whether that's staying at home. Whether that's just saying no more. Then I'm giving you the permission to do that for yourself. Because you deserve to put you first. Okay, on with the show. Welcome to our final call of the year, because today we're going to be talking about boundaries, Christmas, and specifically how to manage it all. And I think this is an interesting topic. This is one that obviously we've, we're having a bonus call around this, because I think it's always an interesting time for most entrepreneurs, because you're almost like, I, I have all of this sort of specifically free time right it feels like everyone's off I don't know about you but like all of my non-business friends they all want to meet up because suddenly they have holidays right and I think a lot of us you know who have kids in the family who have kids themselves right you the kids are off school from tomorrow and you want to pay attention to them and there's Christmas shopping to be done and I think a lot of people are pulled in a lot of different directions so Today's call is very specific to that situation, particularly if you're feeling with like feeling and struggling with overwhelm and a bit of burnout and you're like, fuck my life. What do I what do I do? (laughs) Because I have all of these things. And I want to start actually by talking about the, the crisis in Ukraine, the war that happened in February. And I feel like I, I don't have kids. Right. So I think I have. I'm in a privileged position, unlike a lot of people in SCA, and I think in my audience, who have little ones running around. So I don't necessarily have as much pressure, I don't think, usually, as all of you mums out there. This is just true, right? My mom is like having an emotional breakdown every other day and calling me about it. And we're all trying to support her in the best way that we know how, because there are so many things for her to keep track of. She's got, you know, 15 people coming to stay with us. She's still got three people living with her all of the things. And I think that it's an interesting, the reason I'm bringing up, right, what happened at the beginning of the year is because I was left in this unique position where I had my little sister to look after while my family was stuck in Ukraine. And we had like people coming, right? So it almost felt like Christmas without any of the joy. (laughs) So like, (laughs) if there is, if there is a topic that I can speak about is probably that overwhelm and feeling like you have to do all the things and also keep it together and keep your business running and coach the people and show up to calls and still be put together and 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 I think the the first thing that everyone should remember is that we are all but human and if there are things that you need to let go of or not do because of things that are happening in your life then it's okay to take a minute if you communicate with the people that you need to take a minute with. So for example, we had a discussion behind the scenes today where I was like, you know what guys, there are things happening and you just need to like relax and pay attention to your family and that's okay. Like 
Christmas is happening early. It's happening a week earlier. It's not, it's not a big deal, right? And I think that a lot of the time we make mountains out of molehills. We make these big things out of things that don't actually need to be big things at all. And I think that Christmas is the best time to show you what you need to let go of. What are the things that you are making yourself do that you don't want to do? December is a really, really good lens for looking at those things and identifying where is your attention and what are the things that you actually don't need to be doing? What's your one priority for the day? Is it sale, selling? Is it an email? Is it social media? Is it a story? Is like, what's the one thing that you need to get done? And what are the 50 things that you're telling yourself you need to get done? Like that to me was the guiding question back in February and March. And it's still the guiding question today. Like, what are the things that I'm making myself do that I, I don't need to be doing? And don't get me wrong, like come January, those are the things that you either then outsource or things that you automate or things that you delegate or things that you can like literally just stop doing because you're going to replace them. But I think December is a really, really good lens for showing you when you're under this extreme pressure from all sides, what are the things that you no longer find joy in? And it's okay to let some of those things go. So for example, for me in February, I was doing a lot of coaching, like one-to-one. And while it's joyous for me, I love coaching people one-to-one, I actually at the the end of this year consciously decided not to take on as many clients as I had this year, right? Because reasons, because I was like, I actually just doesn't really fuel me with as much joy as I wanted, as I would usually have, right? Because I don't have as much mental capacity. There are like 50 other people that are in my family who need my attention and, and, you know, care and et cetera. So this year we spent a lot of time building our list, running ads, doing, you know, programs like this and doing other things, right? And helping me still have the same impact that I love having like that with that one-to-one person, but just with more people, right? In a group setting. And I think these extreme situations where you have a lot of particularly family pressure for me, whenever I have this like inkling of, oh my God, I have all these things to do, da, 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 da. After that period is over, I really love to do an assessment and see actually, you know, like what made that part difficult? Was it like the clients that I was seeing? Was it the lack of clients that I have? Was it the lack of systems? Was it the fact that there is no process in place, right? And a lot of you guys know, like we went on a retreat, obviously you saw our, you saw our villa last last week. We went, on, we went on a retreat and one of the things that we spoke about with Casey was having a workflow for when shit goes wrong for like things like Christmas, right? Overtaking our lives or, I mean, let's not manifest wars, but, you know, or if another extreme situation comes forward, right? I think it's in these extreme situations that we see where is the boundary required? Where am I not putting a boundary and where is it actually required? Is it that actually I have these commitments to myself and therefore I have to keep them because I made them to myself? Or is it that I've made a lot of commitments and I actually need to actually like enforce a boundary here and say no to some things? And I know that, you know, for example, in February and even actually in December, we had like family friends coming to stay with us. And I was like, I just I can't 
I'm not going. <laughs> I'm going to this family function because I don't have the capacity. There are things that I need to be doing elsewhere. And I think that the thought and the feeling that I was having making those decisions was that sometimes I have to choose me and what's best for me and my mental health. And I think that's a really um, difficult thing for a lot of women to choose, right? We find it hard generally to choose ourselves. And I think that's an interesting thing to think about. What am I finding it hard to say no to? What are the things that I think I must do versus the things that I should do versus the things that I want to do? And those three categories look vastly different, right? So for me, over December, I'll tell you what I want to do. I want to get into um, my Lilo onesie with my little sister and I want to watch all of the Christmas movies and so from the 20th of December, that is all I'm going to do <laughs> until the first. I'm going to live in my onesie. I'm going to do all the things. And that's how I want to spend my Christmas, right? But that requires me putting that boundary in place and saying to clients like, hey, we have no more calls after the 20th. Saying to my team, hey, we have no more meetings after the 20th. We will see each other on the third, right? And enforcing that as a normal thing within the business and setting up my systems and setting up my workflows to actually allow for that. And I think that that like making that boundary and understanding how much time do you actually have to navigate things with, AKA, I know for a fact that I'm going to be at my like mom's house, right? One of the 15, <laughs> I'll come back. I'm going to be at my mom's house from the 23rd, right? And like the 20th and the 21st and 22nd are like my friend days, if you like, right? So I've time blocked it in my calendar. What am I doing when and with who? And then actually I lie because I want to, like I've always forever and ever wanted to do a, like either a webinar or a masterclass or something um, on in that like Death Valley week or for, before Christmas, right? After Christmas and before New Year's. So I am teaching on the 27th of January. I'm doing one workshop because every year on the 27th, I'm like, no one is doing anything and I'm bored. And I've seen all of the Christmas movies and my like Stitch onesie, like probably needs a wash at this point. So I will typically be like, oh, I wish I was teaching today. So this year we set it up so that I am, you know? So I'm doing this great workshop on this one day. But the point here is that you get to set up your calendar in accordance to what you want. And then you enforce those boundaries based on what is it that you actually ideally want. Like, don't get me wrong, as business owners, we are all insane. I really don't think that there, <laughs> and Casey and I have many discussions about balance, but I like the fact that I am an insane workaholic most of the time in that. That's how I, like, I get, we went on a holiday, but really we worked like all of the time. We talked about ideas and we were like, there are post-it notes and we're in this resort and it's great and da, 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 right? We tend to be idea generators. We tend to be work-focused. We tend to get obsessive. And the majority of the people that I work with, I would say 95% of them are that way because we are enthusiastic. We get excited and we're like a dog with a bone. Like, I want to do this thing, da, 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 da. but the thing that I want you to remember is that your family and friends remember you before you ever discovered 
what writing was, before you ever discovered how to create a food business, before you ever discovered how to be a belly dancer, before you ever discovered any of the things that you love, they remember you as like the happy-go-lucky drinks, you know, drinks about, let's sing some Christmas carols, fun you. They don't get that like, you're not working because you're a workaholic and you, I don't know, you need to read another business book. But they don't get the fact that you enjoy that. Like that's your free time and that's how you choose to spend it. So take that with a grain of salt and remember that the way that most of your family and friends remember you is not this like businesswoman, girl, boss, lady, blah, 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 however we want to call ourselves, right? Business you, they remember you as like their little girl. They remember you as the girl that wears the stitch onesie and like watches Disney films. They remember you as that, you know, your their favorite granddaughter. They remember you as, you know, the girlfriend, right? Who is has an interesting career and likes to talk about politics or whatever it may be. So I find that a lot of family strife that happens at Christmas time tends to happen because you were like, well, just I just need like five more minutes to just finish this reel. Or I just need one more minute to finish, to like put this finishing touches on the sales page. I just need like five more minutes to finish watching this YouTube video. And that's all very well, but don't be surprised when your husband, kids, friends, da da da, da get annoyed because they don't remember you and they don't get it. All they see is you working hard 24 seven and then most of the time complaining about how it's not working or complaining about, I don't know, a problem with your list or a problem with your funnel or a problem with this or a problem with that. Because when they're like, well, what's going on with you? You're like, well, let me tell you. The, the funnel <laughs> is in test mode and the sales didn't come through. Or let me tell you, my lead magnet didn't go out or whatever it may be, you know, like whatever the problem of the week is. And I think that it's really, really, really important for all of us to remember that we were once interesting humans that could exist outside of the world of business. And I say that with a pinch of salt in that I'm sure that if we all got together and gathered around a table, we would all spend an hour and a half at least talking about business because we are all obsessive and we all love what we do. I think it's really, really important to remember that the people that don't get it, that maybe make comments or maybe don't, you know, don't give you the impression of being fully supportive or don't quite, you know, they don't quite get it. It's not that they're trying to be malicious about it, it's that they just really don't understand what you're doing. They've probably heard that you're in an MLM scheme. They've watched the BBC, you know, documentary about that scammer from blah, blah, blah. They've watched like the Fire Festival documentary on Netflix and they're like, oh my God, what is this person doing? It's just so outside of the realm of where they're at in life that they're not trying to be mean. They're not trying to be discouraging. Some, some of them are, and you should probably cut them out, by the way. But the majority of the people that I know in my life who used to upset me or who used to rub me the wrong way, it took me a little while to understand that it's not that they are trying to do that. It's that they just don't understand where I'm coming from. And also I'm not sharing any of the good things. So here's my challenge to you. Can we talk about our business in a really positive way? When people ask us over the Christmas period, period, like, what have you been up to this year? Instead of being like, yeah, my small business is doing really well. I want you to be like, you know what? 
I just got shouted out by a really great copywriter and the post was seen by 500 people and loads of people were telling me how amazing my pitch was. Or you know what? Like I've just built up 300 new followers on Instagram or I've just joined a great program and I've learned this, this and this. Like talk about your business in a really, really positive way and like spread that positivity and joy and share with people why is it that you do what you do? Like one of my favorite things that I started doing a few years ago, and this genuinely transformed my relationship with my family, was sharing some of the testimonials and the wins from my clients. Like at Christmas, at the Christmas table, people would be like, so what do you, we always go through, like, what are you grateful for this year? And I and I would be like, you know what, like this year we worked with, and at first it was like 20 people, and then it was like 100 people, then it's like 300 people. And I think this year it's like 600 something people. And every year that number grows and like, we don't ever talk about how awesome that is. Like how much impact do we have every year? Whether you've had one client or no clients whatsoever, and you've impacted, you know, the people who are following you through content and your comments, or whether you've had 500 plus clients, we have all impacted someone somewhere. And I think a lot of the time when we talk about family boundaries and family like strife and particularly people just not getting it over Christmas, that's a really good bridge to help them understand and to help them see and to help them feel why you're doing the things that you're doing. When I was going through all the burnout and and the stress and et cetera, specifically in February, I think when we are in that extreme pressure, it's so difficult to ask for help. And like this last week, my mom specifically, she's had family, friends visiting. And I was just texting her throughout this period being like, you need to rest. You need to just ask for help. How can I help you? Have a hamper, (laughs) have some sleep. Like I called her husband and was like, hey, can you please make sure that she goes to bed early? And I think sometimes it's like, obviously I'm a coach, so I can see it when people are nearing burnout. So it's sort of an easy thing for me to be able to spot. For ourselves, it's almost harder to do that. And it's always really, really key to remember that your body and your emotions will tell you where you're at. So listen to yourself. Like if you're up later than you usually would be and you're feeling anxious or you're feeling a certain way, it doesn't necessarily have to be anxiety, whether you're too excited or you're frustrated or I don't know, the money stopped coming in and you're like panicking about it or whatever it may be, or you're like extreme excitedness and you're like almost almost ignoring all of your home responsibilities because you're trying to like hyper-focus on what's going to happen in January. That's happened to me too. It's like the two extremes. You're either like thinking, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, what am I going to do? Or you're like, I'm so excited, I'm so excited, I'm so excited. I have to get all this done because this creative juice is going to run out come January 1st. Like it's insane, the two extremes that you have, right? We want to almost find a middle ground. And that's where I think the true, incredible and useful boundaries lie. It's how can I be balanced in my need to create and my need to, you know, out produce, right? And how can I be balanced in the things that I need to do for myself and for my family over this period, right? And I think that that's a really difficult line and if you're an overgiver a bit like me I like to I you know I I love to do everything with my family and I love to spend as much time with them as I can I think sometimes when you have taken that role for a really long time your answer to everything needs to be no for a season 
Like, no, I can't do that. And it's such a difficult thing, like such a, such a difficult thing for me to do. But now my family don't ask me for things unless they really, really need me to do them. Whereas before they used to ask me to do all of the things. So I think there is power in the word no. And just because like you sometimes have just, just choose yourself first, right? There are going to be seasons where you can't do that. But most of the time we are telling ourselves that story. Well, I can't say no because so-and-so needs me. I can't say no to caroling because I've done it every year, but I fucking hate singing. So I'm just going to carol at the back. Like it says who, right? I have to see this friend who I've been friends with for 20 plus years, but she's a miserable cow and I don't even want to see her, but I have to because we've been friends for 20 years. Like says who? Who's made up these rules that are nonsense? And I think doing an inventory, and I think December is the best time to do this, doing a real inventory of where where is the universe showing me the things that I need to let go of, whether it's friends, whether it's members of behaviors in the family, not necessarily members in the family, because let's face it, some members of the family we're stuck with, but that doesn't mean that you need to be open around those people, right? You can put up a, a line there and be like, I'm not interested in whatever this is. <laughs> you can be in the family, but it doesn't mean I, I have to give you my energy, right? And or like spending more time with the people that give you joy. For me, that's my little sister. It's my nan. I'm like, you know, let's crack open a bottle of mulled wine, watch some old movies. You know, that's really what gives me joy. So therefore, I won't say yes to Sally from, you know, 25 years ago who I don't enjoy spending time with. But I will say yes to watching a movie, right, that I would enjoy. And I think it's, you know putting up those boundaries is understanding that whatever momentary judgment or um, momentary strife that you might create with the word no is going to cost you less in the long term than you sitting in a restaurant paying for an overpriced meal with a person who you have no interest in being with, right? And I want us to all drop the shoulds And think about what are the things that actually give us joy and what are you fully committing to? What are the things that are like must-haves for you in your personal life? And how can we build more of those in? For us, it's I want to go ice skating. We go on a New Year's Eve walk every year in in the same woods. I want to see like two of my school friends, the only two people I speak to from that season in my life, right? I'm excited to see them. And I check in with myself and I'm like, am I still excited to see them? Well, yes, I am. And therefore I will see them, right? And if anyone who I'm not excited to see, I will not see them, right? It's it's like, it's really, it sounds complicated in our minds because all of our emotions are tangled up, but it's very, very simple when you put it on a piece of paper and you're like, okay, these are my must-haves. I'm going to make sure I do this, this, and this. Here are the things that I would like to get done. And here are the things that I'm saying no to. And I think spreading it in those three columns depending on where you are in life whether you have a gazillion children running around and like that is going to inform your list obviously or whether you have no kids you know around but you're taking on responsibility with kids or you're not right what are the what are the things that you have to do based on the circumstances that you're in I think for me Christmas like my my family all generally work, right? They have like full-time jobs. No one has a business like me. So I'm in a privileged position in that I get to spend the majority of my holidays, right? 
like babysitting my sister, right? Like half term is really a me responsibility the majority of the time. So I feel like the other thing that I want to talk to you about is focus too. Like giving your kids full focus. I don't want you to be distracted on your phone and missing the important thing or the nuance. And I also don't want to be teaching the kids in my life that they're less important than every ill, right? That's just not a, a thing that I want the kids in my life to pick up, right? I don't want them to think, oh, well, Elisa has to do an hour of work and that's more important than going ice skating. No, I'm always going to put down my phone and go ice skating first and then I'll get back to whatever it is that I was doing. And I think it's really, really, really important that we all think about what are the businesses that we're building and are we really clear about those being the boundaries? Like all of my clients know that if I don't get back to their boxes and I'm with my family, like they they shouldn't expect a boxer back. <laughs> like, right? And if anyone is pissed off about me not responding back because I'm with my sister, then they're not an ideal soulmate person for me. Um, no, I don't actually ever think that anyone's ever had anything to say about that because I, those are just not the people in my life, right? For me, that's the most important thing is like, where is my attention when I'm with the little humans? Where is my attention when I'm with my partner? Where is my attention when I'm in a business meeting? And sometimes I'm not perfect, don't get me wrong. Sometimes I'll be like on my Instagram and then I have to remind myself actively that like, no, actually I have to put my attention on where it matters most. And I think that that's really the two things I want you to take away from this is what are the things that are sh showing up in my life that I really do want to let go of as I go into 2023, number one. And number two is where is my attention? What am I actually paying to? Like mine to, right? Am I paying attention to my kids? Am I paying attention to the to the little humans in my life? Am I paying attention to um, my business fully? Or am I trying to do 50 percent of the things right am I trying to write an email while also watching a movie because that's not a productive or healthy place to be at sit down watch the movie get your pjs on do the thing fully commit and then the next morning wake up and write that email in 15 minutes there's no reason for you to be doing two things half-assed does that make sense and I think that when we are in that vortex of stress that I have to cook and I have to clean and I have to whatever steam my fridge or whatever you were saying earlier Casey like and I have to do my curtains and I have to shop for presents da, 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 da. like I gave myself an hour earlier today to order all of the things that were all on the Christmas lists I I grabbed a croissant and it was like an almond and chocolate croissant and it was it was amazing from a local bakery I put a timer on for an hour and I was like, okay, I'm going to get as much done off of this list as po I, I possibly can. And it was way more productive than me trying to watch, I don't know, Death in Paradise um, on my TV and trying to do three things at once. One hour and it was done. And I think that that's the, the best piece of advice that someone once gave me is to, if you're going to do an hour or two working over Christmas then sit down and fully do that. Don't try and do it all at once because it just doesn't work. It, it Actually, it's not true. It does work. It just takes you longer and then you feel like shit about yourself because you're like, well, I don't really remember what happened in the Descendants movie because I've been busy on my Instagram, but my kid is now talking to me about what happened and they're asking me for my opinion and I don't know what to say, right? And that's just a really shitty place to be at, I find, right? And I think that's a that's a pivotal moment for everyone. 
where we have to draw the line and think to ourselves, what is it that actually matters to us? And what is it that we want to be placing our attention to? So I'm always, always, always an advocate for fun. The more fun you have, the more money you will make, the more fun you you create with your traditions in your family, uh, the more creative energy you'll get to actually make those great business decisions the more you get yourself into inspiring situations, the better your business will be. And it almost is an anticlimax because you think, fuck, you know, I feel like I should be chained to my desk because there's so much to do. But actually when you give yourself that space, that's where the good ideas and the energy and the, and like the money vibes come. Are you stuck in a loop of cookie cutter content feeling like you can't find your voice or the confidence to show up authentically? Good news, Magnetic Mavens is here to help you be unforgettable. Our membership will get you to break free from the monotony of copycat content and find your unique power story. In this membership, you'll create a consistent writing habit to stay ahead of your content creation and take back control of your plan without any of the overwhelm. It's time to leave the bland and boring content behind and own your message with integrity and fun. Join the Magnetic Mavens today. Head to alisa-k.com forward slash magnetic to register right now.